Welcome to Charlie's Toolbox, the only podcast that teaches you how to be the main character in your life. Here, you can find all the tools and skills you need to decenter men, center yourself, and feel good about your life. Here's your host, researcher, observer, and marketer, Charlie Taylor. Hi there, and welcome to this week's episode of Charlie's Toolbox. Today, we talk about what comes with the lifestyle choice of prioritizing oneself. But before we get started, please take this time out to like, follow, and subscribe to my YouTube channel and podcast at Charlie's Toolbox. This is a free way to support me, and it helps my content rise to the top. Also, if this episode touches you in any way, please feel free to sign up for my newsletter on charliestoolbox.com. It is delivered to your inbox every single Thursday. So let's get started. And I want to start with a story time and how I had a big aha moment that led me to this choice of prioritizing myself. So let's get started. I didn't think I was a people pleaser because In my mind, I did not exhibit people pleasing tendencies in the typical sense. You know, I didn't think I felt the urge to please others at my expense. I thought I made decisions based on what I wanted. And then I saw a video from a psychologist and she quickly burst my bubble, y'all. This psychologist whom I am so upset that I cannot find the video nor the name of this person because if I could, I would shout this person out to the skies. But she discussed being the child of a narcissist. And she suggested that children of narcissists often lead to adult people pleasers. So when I saw the video, I was like, hmm, let me listen more and and understand what this is, because I just recently learned that I am a child of a a narcissist. The reason that children of narcissists become adult people pleasers is because the strategy children use for survival is the same framework as a people pleaser. So when you are a child of a narcissist, you're often trying to be liked by your parent. So you do things like trying to be seen as good in their eyes, or you become extremely observant and recognize patterns to predict their behavior and to cater to their needs. The child does this because they do not want to experience the wrath of their parent. They've seen it firsthand. They witnessed it firsthand when they try to exert themselves, when they try to be themselves when they try to create their identity or do anything different from their parents' expectations, they witness the wrath. They've experienced the violence, the brutality, and the rejection from their parents. And that was intolerable to their child mind. So that child learns how to suppress themselves to be liked by their parents. And that framework of suppressing yourselves, suppressing your needs, it carries over into adulthood. And instead of doing that to a parent, you do that to anyone around you. And for me, in the traditional sense, I didn't really care about being liked. I don't know. That just was never something that was in the forefront of my mind. However, I went to extreme lengths not to be rejected or singled out. And I never understood why that was such a big thing for me. 
until I saw this video. I became introverted and shy and naturally that was never really my personality. I was a very extroverted child. I always had friends. I've always had a community around me. I was always look at me, look what I'm doing. And that changed. I hid myself and made myself as small as possible so that, I, so that I would never be a target. I shied away from the spotlight because the idea of being a target, being in the spotlight, that makes you a target and that brings the possibility of rejection, which made me shudder, made me like shake. I always knew what people liked and I always kind of sensed what they did not like. So I became that so that I never had to face rejection. But little did I know that this behavior is prioritizing others. It is a form of people pleasing. I am and was changing myself for an imaginary audience. And I was predicting that audience's need and I was predicting what they wanted, wanted what they liked, so that I did not have to face any rejection. And we all know in therapy, you will always get this question and you will all this thing will come up and your therapist is going to always say, well, you don't really know what they're thinking. They may smile on the outside, but in the, in the inside, they may hate you. So you're doing all of this work to people please to be liked by this person. And you really don't know that your effort is even working. So why bother? Once I learned all of this, I learned the childhood, you know, my about my childhood. I learned about this form of people pleasing. I had the biggest aha moment that led to therapy that led to healing and it led to the person I am today. This person is me centric. My life's philosophy is me supremacy. I, I dominate everything. There is no such thing as being too indulgent in myself because I am making up for lost time. And also I don't think there will ever be a such thing as being too indulgent for me because I am a good person. And I know that if I make choices for myself, they will more than likely be good. I am learning what I didn't in childhood. I'm building a muscle that is helping me enjoy myself and my life as much as possible. Me supremacy is a phrase I made up to describe this process. I am on to reclaim everything I lost from trauma. That includes my self-worth, self-identity, and connections between my body and my actions that were severed in my childhood. This muscle was built slowly and is built slowly with small steps to prove that I can and to feel the joy and discomfort of that decision. Then once I gather data, once I experience this moment in these small moments, that's resulting in have resulted in large steps for me. The process of getting there, I will discuss this process of being me centric, me supremacy, all of that, I'm going to discuss in the next episode, episode 75. However, in this episode, I want to just lay out the pros and cons of this so that you can make a very informed decision for yourself. I want you to know exactly what you're getting into when you start prioritizing yourself so that you won't be shocked so that, you know, maybe you don't want to make that decision. I always think it's 
best to give someone education and to help them understand what they're walking into so that they are not bombarded and shocked by people's behavior. So the first pro is that you are going to get reconnected to your body. And this is such an amazing feeling. And when I say like, ah, it feels so good to embody yourself. Oh my God, it feels so good to embody yourself. When you are a people pleaser, that is taken away. You learn to ignore your needs. Your body may say, no, I really don't like that. And you're just going to ignore that to make someone else feel better. If you do this long enough, which if you are a child of a narcissist or you have experienced some type of trauma like this, you forget what your desires actually feel like in the body. You forget the part of your body that signals when you are uncomfortable or please. So when you stop people pleasing and start listening to your needs, you begin to reconnect with your body again. You start to trust its signals, the thing in your gut that says, hmm, maybe you shouldn't. You just trust it and you make a decision based on that. You take yourself out of those situations. You start to see your body as a resource, something that you can tap into, something that you can learn from. And some that something that you can make decisions from. Number two, you like yourself again. When you prioritize yourself, you start to vocalize your needs. Most times people will accept your needs and you will start to think, hey, what I want isn't too much, too big or irrational. The things that you were told and taught. You start to say things from the heart and it is well received. You start to think, wow, I'm a loving person. I can connect with people heart to heart and I do know how to be vulnerable. You start to say things and feel a profound sense of pride in your words. You start to do things from your true self and feel a profound sense of pride in the things that you like. You start to believe that you are interesting, creative and beautiful. You start to take interest and curiosity in your mind, body, and soul. These parts of you already revealed so much and now you are so excited to learn more. That's how prioritizing yourself make you like yourself again. Number three, you have a different relationship with major things like money, love, and health. You don't use these things to hide or distract yourself from the profound pain you feel of not knowing yourself and not being yourself. Instead, you develop a different relationship to them. You use them as a resource to get to know yourself more. You use them as an act of love or in service of you. You place boundaries around them to make sure that you are honoring yourself always within these things. These are just a few pros, but they are substantial. Now let's get into the cons. Your first con is that you may be misunderstood. You've been operating this way for decades. And this is a sudden and drastic change. And this change will lead to confusion by others and misunderstanding by them. 
with this, you will have to know what relationships are worth explaining and walking through your changes and what relationships aren't worth that energy. That's a decision that you have to make. Number two, you may have to distance yourself from your family. I hate to say this, do not want this, but this is a likelihood. More than likely, you are a people pleaser because of some dynamic within your family structure. So they will expect you to always get in line and continue living how you have been and under their rule. You can have a conversation with them and they may be open to it or they may not and will fight you and abuse you so that you can get in line. You can keep trying to help them understand, which mind you is not required for growth or you can save yourself the energy and distance yourself. Do what you need to do to grow, create your boundaries and come back when you feel like you're strong enough to have a relationship with them so that you know, have a relationship with them, but ensure that you're being respected and your identity is being respected by you. Number three, you may have a different relationship with your friends or no relationship at all. When you prioritize others, you neglect your needs. The more you neglect your needs, the more you attract friends who are leeches. So you may have to consider that some of the friends you had and who were around you were there because you lacked boundaries or they knew you would do anything for them. So when you are starting to prioritize yourself, you are changing this dynamic, this friendship dynamic. And you may realize that you never really had a friendship to begin with, or you may may find yourself leaving the friendship because it may be too exhausting and you feel like you've given so much energy, energy to the friendship that you forgot to give something to yourself. Or your friend may abandon you and may abandon this relationship because you no longer give them what they need. Unfortunately, this comes with the territory and you may have to be prepared for this. This isn't an extensive list, but this is an important list of pros and cons of reclaiming yourself and what that future entails. If this episode touched you, please feel free to like, subscribe and follow once again. And if you want more self-help tools, please be sure to go to my website at charliestoolbox.com and sign up for my newsletter. And on that note, you all take care. Bye. For show notes, be sure to check out charliestoolbox.com. Follow Charlie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Charlie's Toolbox. Thanks again for listening to Charlie's Toolbox.